<clears throat> hello, people. Hello. 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 <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, man. Boy, I had a week, boy. What happened? Well, I think, was the last show I told you that a new dude had quit? Yeah, you said you had a lot of... And the other dude, other dude was on vacation? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the other dude came back on, came back to work, right? Which one? The one was on vacation. Yeah, he came back, and then another dude went on vacation. Well, you got to expect that. Like sometimes <sighs> is when a lot of people start taking vacation. You know, kids out of school, and you know, you got to got to expect that. But you know what? Because this is usually our slow time. It's usually be our like what we like most of the day. Where I can just literally come to work. And really, literally, just watch videos all day long, right? That's normally the time of year for us. Oh, so this is the time of the year where you don't do work. Oh, yeah, this is this usually the time we don't do work. Now, the past two years has been a shit fest. Last year was COVID, so we were doing hand sanitizer once that shit hit. So our normal off season was the off season. Okay. Went through, so we went from that shit to regular season again. To back right now, where we got a new customer called Paula's Choice, mm-hmm. and we got a deadline where we trying to do one million pieces within, I think, a month and a half. And that shit just started coming in Friday. Mm-hmm. So Friday was I got, oh, I got thirty six pallets in right, but. It, you know, so many people, they retarded. So the truck was a 53-footer. So instead of the person stacking the pallets, 24 cases high, a motherfucker did 16 and then double-stacked the pallets. And at the front of the truck, just, like, empty in the front. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was just like, who who the fuck loaded this truck? A retard? Like, how... How do you even how do you even drive a forklift and not know that mm, this ain't right? I probably shouldn't load all these pallets up like this and just uh, I don't know. I was just so frustrated unloading that shit. Okay. Yeah. Welcome everyone to another episode of Use of Sports Knowledge. It's me, Ro. It's me, JB. <clears throat> Clearing his throat once again. Yeah. That was on purpose, though. What? It wasn't on purpose or it was on purpose? Oh, it was. Yeah, that was on purpose. Huh. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know anymore these days because you sound like you struggle to speak every time. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I got, a, I, got a, I got a little story that happened today. So, you know, I played ball this morning or whatever. So, I'm heading home. I'm I'm driving. I'm heading home or whatever. I take 20 seconds. I took the scenic route. So I'm driving up 20 seconds. And I was like, got all the way up to, you know, to 175th or whatever. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let me stop by churches and try to get some okra. Maybe I can, I can eat okra real quick. So I was like, and I saw that line at church. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm not, I'm yeah. not doing that. It's not worth it. Nah, yeah, so not even worth they, that. you know, I bust that right on 27th and I'm going all the way up, but then I see Burger King and I was like, you know what? I can get an impossible walker real quick. Let's, you know, so turn in, I order, and the minute I get to the window, I, I switched it up. I say, you know what? 
let me get a number 11. Number 11 is the big fish. So I said, let me get the big fish fixed like a walker. You want tartar sauce? Yeah, 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 tartar sauce. Then she was like, oh, you want cheese? Sure, why not? Cheese. Get to the window. Your total was 9-11. It's weird. I'm, li I'm, li I'm li you know, I hit a total. I'm like, oh, that's tragedy. 9-11. So then I'm like, oh, okay. So I give her the money. I get my drink, get my sandwich. And then I was like, it's raining. So now I'm like, hmm, I want to eat my sandwich. So then I'm like, you know what? Let me pull in the parking lot and then eat my sandwich. So, I, you know, instead of me driving and eating, so, oh, I got onion rings instead of fries. So I'm, I'm eating the onion. I'm like, man, the onion ring's pretty good. Or oh, I'm just hungry because I was playing ball. Either way. Um, so I open my sandwich and I'm like, hmm, there's no cheese on my sandwich. And all I could think about in my head is, hmm, they want $15 an hour, like JB said, but mm -hmm. they can't even follow simple instruction, which is mm -hmm. fine. I'm like, you know what? It's a good thing I was parked. I said, you know what? If this was something like, oh, okay, they didn't put pickles or they didn't put tomatoes on or something like I wanted, then I would have been like, you know what? Eh, I've done worse stuff in my life for them to forget it. But yeah, I said, you know what? I actually paid for cheese. So I said, you know what? Let me go in here. I didn't even, I didn't even go in there niggerishly. I went in mm. there nice and calm. And, I, and then I guess the manager, because they actually see the sandwich in my hand, like slightly unwrapped. So they figure something's wrong with it. So the manager comes around. She's like, oh, I'm, uh, how may I help you? I say, oh, um, you know, I asked for cheese on this. And I, I actually had the receipt. And I said, oh, I paid for cheese and asked for cheese. And they didn't put it on here. So she tossed it. Boom. All right, y'all make another fish fix like a waffle with cheese. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm sitting there waiting. You know how you're just sitting there just waiting, looking around. And I look to my right. You know those little, I don't know, those little boxes where you can put change in. And they say, oh, if you want to give to this cause, you know, you dump your little change uh, in yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. And I happen to look down at it. It is a crisp $10 bill folded in half underneath it. So I'm like, I'm looking around like, don't nobody see this $10 bill? So I start sliding to the right, sliding no, to the right. No, no, Jack. On top no. Of that 10. I slip my left hand on that 10, put that thing in my pocket, slid back over. <sighs> By the time all that went down, my sandwich was coming out. So now I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Now, I got my meal for free today because my meal was 9-11. I actually came up on McDonald's. Um, McDonald. I came up on Burger King a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I got my sandwich rebate. I got 10 night. My meal was pretty much free today. So I had a pretty good day today. And that $10 should be fake. Because that's, that's just sad. You just stole a $10 from a charity? No, no, no. It wasn't even in there. It was under, like, someone just slipped. Maybe someone left it there with change. But guess what? That thing in my pocket. Yeah, it's going to spin right. That's, that, 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 is, that is insane. That How's is that insane. insane. How's that insane? Because, listen, you didn't find the $10 on the ground by your car. You're like, oh, $10. You pick it up. It's on the ground. It's, you know, it's $10. You actually did a whole... You had a whole strategy on how you were about to take this ten dollars from underneath this thing. Like, let, let me tell you something else. Like I found one time, I found some money on the ground. I actually see it. So then, you know, they tell you, "Oh, okay, you, you, you know, when you walk, you should hold your head up." I mean, well, sometimes my head is just down, and I'm just looking at the ground or whatever. So then, I see some money on the ground. It's like 
might have been a few twenties on the ground or whatever. And I'm you looking crazy. around. You know, how, you know how you look around. Hanging like, out in the trap. <laughs> Some people probably just lose money. So <laughs> okay. So I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, does nobody see this? So you know how you slide, you just walking over there. So I put my foot over the money, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got some money in my pocket. So I go in my pocket and start dropping money. Like, oh, shit, my money falling out of my pocket. And then I can scoop up all that money at the same time. Huh. You, don't, you don't never be afraid that it's like a prank and somebody just watching you. Like, you are watching YouTube videos <laughs> where the dude drop a wad of money on the floor. And then the other dude pick it up. He'd be like, hey, man, I dropped some money. He's like, nah, nah, I ain't see no money. <laughs> like, you, you'll never be afraid of they record your ass? No. No, why, 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 nah. why would I be afraid? Don't drop it. Nah, shit, I'm good. <laughs> I don't got time to be right here fussing and arguing no nigga by. He say he drops money. Nah, nigga, you got no money. No, I'm oh, well. I, I'm gonna let some basic ride by his, on his bike with no, with no inner tube on it. <laughs> go go get as high as he wants. <laughs> <laughs> you sad, man. All right, so listen. Last week, everyone was in an uproar because uh, Sha'Carri Richardson, the U.S. sprinter, she got suspended. 30-day ban. Um, now, later, earlier this week, she uh, she was left off the entire roster because the way the 30-day ban was set up, she would be able to be in the relay race, the 200 relay. So they just left her off the roster completely. I get it. I understand. So Hello. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is what happens when you got old men trying to handle technology. We had some slight hiccup, te- technical difficulties. It's just how it is when you get old. Oh, man. Don't put me in that. You're kind of older than me, though. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. You got, like, a whole lot of gray hair, too? Uh, that ain't from being old, though. It's just from stress. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to need you to stay in the house and play video games. So, listen. I'm going to pick off <laughs> pick it up where uh, we're talking about Shakari. Shakari was left off the Olympic team like completely. They didn't even leave room for her to even be on the relay. Which I get it. I understand why they did that. You don't want to have that distraction over the rest of the team. Okay, yeah, she won't be able to run her individual because the way the band is set up. But then the band would have been lifted by the time the relay. You don't want that either. Because you want everybody to be able to train and, you know, everybody who had the opportunity, who did it the right way, who didn't get caught with anything, you want them to actually, you know, you know, they earned it. They didn't, you know, they did everything the, the legal and right way. They didn't get caught up in anything. And I, I totally understand why the U.S. is just ready to move on from the situation. Okay, we had this backlash about her testing positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stigma is, is uh, the stigma has you know, dissipated over the years when it comes to marriage, you wanna, which is fine. I understand that, but and 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 it's time to move on. We talked about this for a few weeks. Let's just move on, and this will just be a footnote in history. Hopefully, this will be a lesson for her that you know you can't do these things, and then you know expect people to you know just stop their 
whatever policies that they have in place. Because it's not the United States policy, the anti-doping policy. I had to do a little research. This is actually the Olympic policy. So yeah, the United, this has nothing to do with the United States. Hell, to be honest with you, the Olympics, the Olympic policy actually was very lenient on her. Because normally that ban would have been 90 days or even longer. But they reduced it for her due to uh, the situation that she went through and they actually verified or whatever uh, her situation and they actually showed compassion against her. But on top of that, you still had to punish. So they were actually lenient and then reduced the sentence. So, you know, everybody want to jump on, you know, oh, this shouldn't be, but it's actually not the United States. And I made that that mistake last week by saying that. And then when I did my research, I found out it was actually Olympic Committee and they was actually lenient. So, I mean, hey, that's just how it is. Uh, for me, I don't. I think it could have been. She could have got a warning, and we don't. We don't actually know if the people that that's on the Olympic team did everything the right way. They just didn't have a negative test. I mean, a positive test. That's all. Like we don't know. And I think the United States might have left her off because they might be confident they could win without her. It might not not necessarily be. Oh, we need to show her this. It might be like ah. Either they feel like they can win or they can lose with or without her. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? It might not necessarily be one of those we, we need to do the right thing right here and do this. It might just be hey man, with her or without her we gonna lose. So it don't matter. Anyway, with the women. That, so. I'm saying, that's probably why the United States like eh, we could let this go away or we can lose and still have a big story. With her, that we can win without her, and and it could be a story based on the team. Mm-hmm. So you know, it probably was more one of those things there because you know, if you feel like she gave you a better chance to win or a greater chance, and I'm pretty sure they would have found a way to yeah, we got to put her on. Yeah, but and I I think man, it have been times where a lot of doping going on in these Olympics. Let's not pretend like oh, this like. Oh, it's a rare case of doping. Yeah, all them niggas and females on something. Yeah, that's true. You know, you see the women out there lifting that shit. You be like, damn, she got to be on something. This shit ain't natural. You out here lifting four fifty on your back and all this, and as a woman, Mm-mm. you pumping something in that ass. <laughs> <laughs> you doing something you ain't got no business. But again, it's they know how to beat the testing. She just got caught. Yeah, that's it. We all know that. Just like Lance Armstrong. He knew how to beat the testing. All the years he never have a negative test, a positive test. Him and Barry Bars and all the rest of these dope fiends out here who be playing these sports. And we know they juicing, but they never get caught. Mm-hmm. Shit. Did A-Rod, A-Rod got caught, what, one time? Yeah. And he got, what, a year ban? Year suspension? Yeah, and, he, and he was doping the whole time in Seattle. Most yeah. of the time in New York. Damn. So... He admitted to himself. He just got caught the one time. Shit, Barry never got caught. And they just, they just, oh, they do Barry so wrong. Shit, Sam, we know Sammy Sosa was on the juice. Mar McGuire was on the juice. Do we, though? Do we? Oh, we don't? Sammy Sosa was on the dope so bad. He does, he's just scared. That shit fucked his brain, clearly, because now he's Sam Sosa. Because <laughs> he, <laughs> he look white. 
That shit with his head ain't that that dope he was taking that shit just fucking his brain cells or some shit. Mm. And he decided that he wanted to be Sam Sosa, so yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't think it was. I think, and I think she didn't put much of a fight because she knows she did. No, see, and I'm glad you brought that up. She isn't out there going around making her way around the circuit saying that, oh, this isn't fair. She wants to run on the team. You've never heard her say that. Yeah, because she know she knew the rules and she know what she did was wrong. So she knew eventually she would have to pay because trust me. Just be, when we knew, we were late to the party. She knew she was positive. She knew yeah. she was gonna get caught up. She knew this. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm finding out when y'all found out. No, no, no. I'm sure they already told her weeks ahead of time when she took because those drug tests don't come out a month, months later. They come out immediately. Yeah. So she knew. That's why she's not going around saying that this isn't fair. I should be on the team. But you never heard her say that. Because she knew what time it was. But this might be a good thing for her. Because if she would have went, every, let's just say everything was fine and she would have went. And them Jamaicans would have blew her ass out. Now, this this myth of Shakari Richardson, would it, it wouldn't be. Her brand wouldn't be like how it is. Because if she would have went out there with the hair and the fingernails. Everybody wants a second coming of Flojo. And she go out there and get her ass whooped by, by Jam Rock. Jam Rock would have beat the shit out of her. And then everybody would have been like, oh, man, you just another height, whatever. But now, yeah. now what it is is we will never know. We will never know, even if Sha'Carri would have went, would she have actually beaten them because she isn't there. So now it's this myth going around, this, this, this oh, my gosh, she, she, she's just, you know, what if she would have went? The U.S. could have beaten them, but she isn't there. We have to wait another. Well, we in twenty one, so I guess you got to wait Four three years. years now. I guess you got to wait oh, three they, years. They gonna do three? Yeah, because I mean the, the Olympics supposed yeah, to be supposed last, to be last year. year. Yeah, so yeah, so we got to wait three years for her. So okay, so this might be a good thing for her. You just never know. Uh, for me, I think it's not a good thing because what if she would have helped them win? Like, see, you can't. See, her thing was when she put she like, oh, I'm still young. I can still see that's where you mistaken, man. That that shit where you just, oh, you're younger. You gonna you think gonna be that fast in three years? Maybe. But what if you have a little injury and you never get back to your true form? Then what? You could have this was your year to take you gotta take you gotta take the moment and seize it right now. This was your moment. Seize that moment right now. Cause Three years ain't promised. Shit, three mm-hmm. days ain't promised to neither one of us. Mm-hmm. You talking some three years from now? You don't know what a lot of shit can happen in three years. You had the moment right now. This was your this was your chance. And now you just about to be a flash in the pan. That's it. You, mm. you had your you had your little five minutes of fame, ten minutes, and now you gone. Yeah. Cause nobody nobody don't watch track. Little track and field throughout the other years. It's only when you qualify. Some people probably do. It's real track and field, track and field fans. So let me not say that. Yeah. But as far as like the casual track and field fan, that's every four years for us. Oh, sometimes you got the world championships that happens in between with the two years, I think, or something like that. Even then, you had it right now. This was your, this was your chance to cash in. Yeah. I'm gonna cash in right now. I'm about to be on this Wheaties box, even though nobody don't eat Wheaties no more. I'm still about to be on it. Okay. Are disgusting. 
I'm still by. The, I ain't talking about the flavor. All she got to do is be on it. She could have cashed in everything that she needed to do. She could have cashed in, and boom. If she was good in three, four more years, even better. But she still would have had this year. Um, I I feel like she's still winning because guess what? Nike spon- Nike is her uh, endorses her. She didn't lose that sponsor at all. Period. But you but you know the women the women uh sponsors don't get as much money as men. Like she not walking around with no million dollar contract like like LeBron or you know AD or no shit like that. Mm-hmm. That sponsorship don't be nothing but she gets some free cleats and some shoes shipped to her house and probably maybe a hundred thousand dollars in cash. That's not yeah. you know that's not. A lot when you live in for a normal people like us, that might be okay, that's cool. But when you traveling, you doing this, and you, you gotta have a chef and eat and all that shit ain't that don't really go too far. You got a parents that you gotta go to, so you gotta have a certain like you know, she mm-hmm. that that money don't go too far. You're right, you're right. Um, we're in the NBA finals right now, yeah, and the series is 2 0. In favor of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, after game one, everybody was like, "Yeah, this is to be expected." Phoenix had Phoenix had a little rest or whatever, and you know Milwaukee was battling it out with Atlanta. Oh, uh, just like I thought, everybody. I'm like Skip. I actually first guessed it on this show where I said that Atlanta's a fraud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of told y'all that, but I just wanted to bring that up. But yeah, so uh, everybody was saying, oh yeah, Phoenix had a little rest or whatever. It gave Chris Paul some extra days to get over his COVID, uh, you know, whatever COVID he had, whatever effects he had from that. Everybody had a little rest for Phoenix and they came out and did whatever. After game one, everybody was like, oh yeah, Chris Paul is the finals MVP favorite. And then game two happened. Oh, by the way, let me, let me, let me backtrack. Giannis, who, uh, who had a, a very, very, very bad hyperextension of his knee uh, in one of those games. Matter of fact, was it game four? Game four. Yeah, game four. Yeah, it was game four of the Eastern Conference Finals against Atlanta. And he didn't play the last two games of that series. And it, I, I didn't think he would play the first two games of this series. Because sure if this is. was regular season, I don't think we would have saw Giannis for a few weeks. But I think the, the magnitude and the importance – of these games accelerated the treatment, accelerated even him going out there playing and risking it all. And yeah. I get it. I don't I don't blame him because you never know when this opportunity is going to come again. So he ended up playing game one. And I mean if you look at the box score, he was magnificent. But I think it actually took him second half because with an injury, it's always mental with an injury. You kind of like timid. You know, to actually because you're just scared of something. So I think it actually took him the first. The, he had to get over that in the first half of game one, and so in the second half he kind of like got in a groove. And then game they lost. Of course they lost. And then game two, it was the Devin Booker show, and they lost again. But Giannis looked good in game two though. It's just that nobody else came with Giannis. So now this goes back to what everybody was saying or everybody think, oh, I, I understand Giannis is a, is great. He's MVP, two-time MVP, perennial all-star. He's ultra-talented, a great defensive player, but is he your, but is he your number one? Because 
the team seems to play better when he isn't there. So, and now they find themselves in an 0-2 hole going back home in game three. What do you think? Uh, Giannis played great game two, which was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Had 20-point third quarter. He was like, is is nobody on the team who can stop him one on one? Nobody. But if I'm Phoenix, I'm watching more of the Heat and how they played him last year. Because they're not building a wall. And that's what's helping Giannis like score helping him score 42 points a game. <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. Like you're trying to you trying to leave Brit uh, Bridges one on one with him. Can't do that. Bridges is a lot thinner and not as tall as Giannis. And then you got Crowder. Crowder's more bulkier, but not as tall as Giannis. So even if, if Giannis get him in a certain spot on the floor, he could just lay the ball up over him. Mm-hmm. And then even with Aiden, he's not as strong as Giannis. So you literally don't have one person who can stop him. See, he didn't have one person. They had Bam, which Bam was a you know, him and Bam probably about the same size, carrying around the same weight. But I think Giannis is more muscular than Bam. But he was a body to put in front of him. Yeah. So, I see Phoenix. I guess they're going to go. We're going to let Giannis get here. We're not really going to, you know, worry about everybody else. And remember, we was talking about, and I see, I'm watching the game. I kept saying, damn, that's why Rohan don't like, that's why this nigga don't like Chris Middleton. Because he's so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like, you see a man drop 20-something in a quarter, yeah. and then you see a man just disappear for two games. Like, can't hit water out of – if he fell out of a boat. Yeah. And for me, I just can't understand. Like, that got to be mental, right? Um, that has to be in your head. Because if you shoot a basketball every day yeah. – like, I don't, I don't want to – people be like, oh, that's a physical talent. But how can it be a physical talent when Michael Jordan was cut off his – Basketball team, right? Off his high school basketball, but but see, everybody they, they need to know about that myth right there about Michael Jordan. That was his freshman year. Oh, so okay. That, so, that, so that means he was about 13, 14 years old. Yeah, of course yeah. you're going to get caught. Of course you're going to get cut because you have juniors and seniors on that team who's probably better than you. That that might be true. But how many players that we see get picked or not even notice when you got Dame Little who go to a uh Oh, I think Lynn he went Lynn. to what? He went to University of Oakland or something? No, Weber State. Was it Weber State? Uh, was it Weber? No, I think he's from Oakland. Yeah, he's from Oakland, but I, I think I think it was Weber State. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not okay. sure. Yeah, I think you but are right. Yes. yes whatever yes, college yes. he went to, yes. You know, he slipped through all these eyes coming out of high school and ended up going to a small school like Weber State. Yeah. So there had to be something like where he just kept you know, practicing. He didn't have a clearly he didn't have a physical talent to what a point where he was just able to just be LeBron James. LeBron had a physical talent that we all we, we all we all saw at a young age, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he had to work at his craft. I mean, countless hours in the gym, like Kobe Bryant, countless hours in the gym of just shooting the basketball. Uh, yes, correction. Uh, you were absolutely correct. He did go to Weber State University. Yeah, so like I feel like 
if you play basketball, your job every day is to shoot a basketball, right? Shoot a mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. At some point, like they say, it becomes muscle memory. That's a, like, I don't know if you can, I think you can make yourself faster and all that other stuff. You can make yourself be better in every, in every sport, you can make yourself be better. Mm-hmm. So if your thing is shooting basketball, you like, okay, you dribbling the basketball, you can make yourself better in anything, seeing the floor better, shooting better, passing better, dribbling better. So why can't you have two good games back to back? That has to be mental to me. It 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 can't. I just can't see it being anything else but a mental a mental block in your brain that won't let you have two good games because you just you doing the same thing you did the first game. You just shoot the basketball. Um, it's it's more to it than just what I think. Mental. He's he's a professional. He's an all star. Um, so this 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 is what I think it is. Giannis went out. In game four with the hyperextension knee against Atlanta, yeah. correct? Yeah, true. Therefore, he was elevated to be the number one option. And he okay. actually responded and he stepped up. Okay. So now with Giannis coming back, you get dropped down to number two. That means okay. to a degree, it might be mental. So therefore, when you when you when Giannis comes back, your mind automatically shifts. Okay, I have to go back to being a number two. So therefore, you're not going to get a shot. You're not going to get the the shots. You're not going to have the offense geared towards you. So, to to a degree, he's going to have to get his off the glass because I mean, let's be honest, Middleton isn't the most athletic of people. So therefore, yeah. he's he's got to get some screens. He's going to have to get actually plays drawn up for him to get him open to get his shot. Sometimes Giannis doesn't need that. Giannis can go get his own. So that's the difference between a number one and then a, a number two or a strong role player. Sometimes you have to go. Sometimes you need help. You need to be spoon fed in order to get your number. And I think oh. that's what's going on with Middleton right now. And, and let's just be honest. Bootenholzer is not that good of a coach. Again, that might be true. But going back to your uh, Middleton take, how long Middleton and Young's been playing together? They've been playing together for a while. It's been some years now. So that means Middleton been a been a second option for some years now. He was an All Star being a second option for some years now. So that can't be an excuse for him because it's not like oh, uh, Giannis just blossomed into that role where he did number one now. No, Giannis has always been number one. Middleton has always been number two. So you should know how to know your role by now because that's been your role the whole time on this team. Mm. So I can't give you that and say. Yeah, you're right. He maybe he's trying to adjust to a new role. That's been your role the whole time in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You should know how to change your game up when Giannis is there and when he's not there. Mm-hmm. And now I see that's the difference between superstars and all stars. Right. Superstars bring it every night. They have the mental attitude to know I got to go get thirty every night. That's that's a superstar and an all star. Because all stars can also be niggas who like eighth, ninth, tenth on a on an all star team because you know ain't too many superstars in the league. Mm-hmm. Superstars so might, are really yeah. the star five. So all stars are having, who exactly who finish out the roster. Yeah, just having a good a good season on a bad team, like exactly. like that, like that Zach Levine making the all star team. Like yeah. yeah, you're on Chicago. Chicago's a bad basketball team, but you're you're having a pretty good year. All right, let's go ahead and give them the. Uh, 
Let's give him an all-star bid, all-star yeah. nod. Like Vucevic on, on Orlando, too. Orlando was terrible. Yeah. You just, you Vucevic, just putting up good numbers. You put Vucevic and Levine together in Chicago, and everybody thinking, oh, they were the 10th seed when they made that trade. So, like, oh, they all in. They all in trying to make the playoffs. And then you lose, you lose, I think, they think they, they, they lost enough to where they didn't make the fucking tournament, but they didn't even have a good run when they got Vucevic. It was like, yeah, both of y'all, two Lewis and Lewis and Rice on yeah. the same team. They're getting a lot of points, but it don't add up to no type of Ws. It's not conducive to winning at all, period. And, he, and, and, and that's the thing when you try to – when teams be like, go for it, go for it, and you, you mortgage your future chasing something that's not really there. Because y'all wasn't going anywhere, even if they went to Tennessee. They wasn't – that team was just constructed wrong. You should they should have kept Wendell Carter Jr. I don't like him. What the? But he boy, but he's young. Boy, if you don't go sit down somewhere. Listen, 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 listen. Let me let me let me say this room. They should have kept him because he gonna give you all. Which was giving you a twenty six and twelve, and you still losing. At least with Wendell Carter, he's young. Second year on rookie contract. That means you got three more years with him. You can put other money around Levine, a more leader. A, 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 I mean, a a, a leader. You could do what Phoenix did. Phoenix added Chris Paul and I didn't in the finals. I'm not saying Chicago with a Chris Paul away, but hey, you ain't a Vucevic away. You know who that Phoenix Suns team remind me of? They who remind me of of Golden State because of the way they drafted and, and built the team. Uh, you know they, they started. They started out with drafting Devin Booker. This. Devin Booker was the sixth man on that Kentucky team when he came out of college. Listen, don't, 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 don't remind me of that draft. Oh, Miami oh, Heat I, draft. And I, know what, and I know what you're getting ready to say. I know what you're getting ready to say. The Heat could have had Devin Booker. Yes, but you know could've. who the Heat opted to get? I want you to say, Ooh. tell everybody who the Heat opted to get. And FYI, he's no longer on the team. So who did the Heat opt to, opt to draft with that 10th pick in that draft? Go ahead, JB. Go ahead and tell everybody. <sighs> Justice Winslow. Yeah. Now let, now let 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 me now let me say this. I'm gonna be honest. When I watched Duke play, who they played in the, in the uh, championship that year? Wisconsin. That was Kaminsky, I think. Yeah, it had to be Frank the Tank. So you had they played Frank the Tank in the minutes in the finals, mm-hmm. and I'm watching the game I'm like, but this nigga Winslow, but this little nigga lied. Three AD hit a little three. I'm like killing the ball. He got defense. I say, boy, he need to get him. I'm I'm already because he was in the lottery. I knew that. I'm like, but he need to try to get him. That boy looked good out there. Nah, because you think about it, you ain't really seeing it's not me or your job to see potential mm-hmm. in a player. I thought he was NBA ready. And uh, Booker, I didn't really like, uh, he got a little jumper. But I don't think the Heat was looking at replacing D-Way at the time. I don't think they were looking at that. I think they were looking at a position that could help them get back to where they needed to be, right? A defender mm-hmm. who can shoot the three, bring the ball up. He, he, he's like a – he was like a poor man's Lamar Odom, right? Yes, yes. And he just kept getting injured. He couldn't stay on the floor. He couldn't – and he was – when he played, he was okay. But he wasn't what the Heat, especially when you compare him to Book, you like, oh. I also wanted Stanley too. Oof. 
Oh Ooh. boy, that whole boy. Boy, if you're talking about Stanley Johnson, boy, yeah, boy, I would have been, boy, I would have been fired, boy, if I was a GM of the Heat, boy. I was mad when Detroit took him at nine. I was like, ah, oh, fucking Detroit, fucking. <laughs> I was pissed, boy. I wasn't even thinking about no book to the Heat, but yeah, he panning out for them now. Cause shit, they they rip, they rip, uh, James John, James Jones. For even for drafting Cameron, uh, what's the what's the Cameron Johnson? Cam Johnson, right? yes, yes. They they ripped him for taking him. They say he was the best shooter in the draft, and yeah, he came out. They ripped him for taking him. Mikael Bridges, we all ain't nobody really expected to be. You know, I'm not saying he the second coming of Scottie Pippen, but but he's no. a contributor. But well, my thing is in that particular draft, Philly drafted Mikael Bridges, and they traded him for the other dude. fun fact. Fun fact, Mikael Bridges' mother works for Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly. She works for the yeah. Sixers. So she was ecstatic when they drafted yeah. him. But they, they, traded they immediately traded him to Phoenix and then, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah, yeah but, but see, Phoenix, that. yeah, so Phoenix had a plan in place. Sometimes you have to you have to let players develop. You have to let the organization. But this is prior to James James Jones, correct? Yeah, I think James Jones became GM last year. Last year, something like that. Yeah, yeah. but see, yeah. he knew he he knew what he needed. He knew he had pieces but, in place, but what he needed think, was someone to actually get everybody in the right position. Because you drafted eight and number one overall, everyone was ripping Phoenix for drafting eight and number one because you see Luca who went three, and then you see Trey Young who went five, and now you like. Why y'all drafted this big man? The NBA ain't even ain't even going to this. Ain't even going this yeah. way. Why y'all taking this seven footer who who can't do anything? He don't shoot threes. He yeah, don't, he but don't. James Jones is like, look, he's athletic. He can move. It's not like he's his foot is in cement. He can actually do something. So, I, but did, hold on. Now that I think about it, did James Jones draft eight? He was he was an assistant GM at the time. Okay, because so he went he from had, he went straight from Cleveland. To so being an assistant, cool. he he went straight from being on Cleveland bench to being an assistant in Phoenix. Okay, so he had some input. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but he still knew if you got a big man, see, because years ago Devin Booker was handling the ball for years. Devin Booker's been handling yeah, the ball, yeah. And but he's not a point guard though, so yeah. that's why the team never really got anywhere because. He can't make anybody better. All he's okay, I can just go down there and get my shot. I can't make anybody else better, which is fine. Sometimes you just have to play your position. He is just a natural shooting guard. That's just what it is. Yeah. So James Jones had the foresight and actually looked at the team. You're like, you know what? We could actually be something. I think this was on looking at what they did in the bubble last year, going undefeated yep. in the bubble. And he yep. felt like, you know what? I need a I need a, a floor general. I need a veteran presence who can but it you know, who can actually put this team together. And he actually went out there, he made the trade, and everybody ripped him for it. Yep. But you have to understand, Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards of all time. Everybody sure. would say Magic Johnson. Everybody would like to say Steph Curry. Everyone would like to say Isaiah Thomas. But I'm going to be real with you. I think Chris Paul, that's, it's no, it's, it's no, it's it's not hyperbole when people call him point god. Not point guard, point god, because he can do everything on the floor. He can defend, 
He can distribute the ball. He can score. Whatever the team needs, he can do it. And just because he doesn't have a ring, people want to knock his whatever his place in history is. I'm gonna go out there and say, I'm gonna go out there and say he's the greatest point guard of all time. Boom, I said it. You know, and I I hate that we always we always knock a player for not having a ring on a team sport. Like that's not like you can pull that off in tennis. When that's a that's a, a you don't have a they don't have a, a Wimbledon or a, a, a big championship on their hands. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's an individual sport. What happens if I'm on the team and I average thirty five and twelve and nine assists every season, and I just don't have enough? That's on me. What am I supposed to do? That's the front office letting you down. Yeah, that's not me. But I'm being punished as an individual because I don't have enough help around me to get to that point. You go back to all the Chris. Chris Paul has been a winner since he's been in the league. Yes. New Orleans ain't been shit since he left. The Clippers just got their shit together, and they wasn't shit before he got there. Then yes. he got there, they became shit. He left, they became and they became not being shit again. Then he went to the Pelicans, where we all thought, oh, yeah, this nigga ain't finna do nothing over. Not the Pelicans, but uh, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, yes. We like, oh, yeah, that boy going over there to die. Yeah. Somehow, he was able to get them niggas into the fifth seed yes. in the Western Conference. Yes. And was a shot away from actually advancing against the Rockets, who lost to LeBron, I think, what, Eastern Conference Finals? Yes. No, the Western Conference Finals? No, I think they lost his next round. I don't think they made it that far. Oh, 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 oh. Don't forget. I think you're you forgetting the stuff. Houston, when he yeah. took them to game to, seven against the Warriors. Against, when he got hurt in game five. Warriors. He got hurt in game five, I believe. In the game know, five, he got he hurt. But yeah, still, he was there. James Harden couldn't get him over the top. But he was there. He, he's done nothing but win. Yes. And somehow people don't recognize that and say, to me, he don't have to win a ring to be one all-time great. And if, if you say, yeah, he's a point guard, it's for me, I say we bring up all these point guards because you say Magic was the first of his kind, right? Right. Steph was the first of his kind. Yes. And, and Chris Paul is kind of like, I could say Isaiah and him are kind of alike. Yes. But see, so, I, I think when people, people want to say, oh man, Steph's better than, than Chris Paul. Steph doesn't Distribute the ball like how shooter. Yeah, yeah. Steph does not distribute the ball and get the team in positions to to actually, you know, be productive. You know who does that? You know who does the majority of the ball handling assisting on that team? It's Draymond Green. Yeah. So I mean, you just you 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 peg Steph into a position because of his height and his stature, which is yeah, okay, he's he's six three. So now you just say, okay, you are a point guard. Yeah. But Steph doesn't really do point guard duties. No. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's it's a, like, he, he's yeah, like he Russell. He doesn't do that. Now, Steph is Steph's skill set as far as like shooting the basketball, yes, it is second to none. Like he yes, he is in that in that in that yes, he is better than than that. But like Magic Johnson couldn't shoot worth a damn. Like and, nope. and to be honest with you, Magic struggled to kind of score. I get I don't know if he you know, because he couldn't shoot, so I guess he played closer to the basket, closer to the basket, and then he 
you know, they the Showtime Lakers passing the ball or whatever, making flashy passes and doing all these things and whatnot. Isaiah Thomas is the closest to Chris Paul. To Chris Paul. From that time. That, that's the comparison. Um, yeah. Like Steve Nash, they want to say, oh, he's a two-time MVP. Did Steve Nash win the MVP two times? Yeah. Okay, he won two-time MVP. Back to back. Ugh. And yeah. I'm like, Chris Paul better than Steve Nash. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul is an all-NBA defender and all-NBA player. Yeah. And Chris Paul better than, than John Stockton. Chris Paul, like you said, it's 1A, 1B, him and Isaiah Thomas, depending on who you're talking to. Yes. For me. Because Isaiah wasn't no, wasn't no pushover on defense either. No. And Chris Paul not. And Isaiah was a good floor general, just like Chris Paul. Yes. So for me, those are my two point guards of all time. I don't put I can say I say people say magic, but I'm not a magic fan. He's like you say he couldn't really shoot. Magic had his flaws, but he had his he also had what other people didn't have, the height, the ball handle that he had right. at, at that height. So I get why people say Magic Johnson, but for me, no, nah, I can't go with Magic. So yeah, it's Chris Paul and Isaiah for me. So game three coming up. Who you got in game three? Man, I, I got I got Phoenix. Whoa! You like Phoenix to go up 3-0. See, I, I like Phoenix because Chris Paul said he 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 knows how it feel to lose a series being up 3-1. I don't even know what series was that. I guess it was the Clippers against I forgot what year that was. So and, I, and knowing Chris Paul as a leader. I know he preaches his team keep our foot on their throat. Because if you let if you let Milwaukee win game three, they got their confidence back. They back in it. Yep. But if you put their foot on their on your on their throat in game three and they down three zip, huh? Even if they get game four, you going home for game five. Mm-hmm. So you feeling like, huh, let's do this. But you need game three though. You need three. The three is to make them boys go home and not even want to turn the TV on. So you mm-hmm. got to get three. And I know how Chris Paul going to be preaching. Yo, we got to get three. We got to get game three. So, yeah. I got mm-hmm. Phoenix going to Milwaukee, taking game three. Well, everybody at the beginning of the series always said they like Phoenix and six. My thing is, Ooh. we don't know how these six are going to come. Who knows? Milwaukee might come back and win the next two. Yeah. And then now everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, Phoenix is on the ropes. But trust me, I like Phoenix in six. And however the six come, we don't know. But I like Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee game three. You like Milwaukee game three? I do absolutely like Milwaukee game three because wow. you can't go in. You can't go any lower. You have to go higher. Giannis had great games against these people. Your, I don't even know who the second or third best players on the team. They, I guess they flip flop whatever game. You got I guess Drew you got to go Middleton and Drew. And, and Drew. Drew been playing yeah. like poop. And Middleton yeah. is, has been inconsistent. So I think by going home, I think those two all-star, even though Drew made an all-star many eons ago when he was in Jeez. Philly. But, Jeez. you know, he's, at the end of the day, you have to still call him an all-star because he made one. But anyway, I think by going home, 
I think the crowd behind them, I think they will actually elevate their game. And I think it'll be too much for Phoenix. Um, and I think Milwaukee is going to win game three. And I don't even think Giannis is going to have to put up the 40 and 15s like how he was doing in Phoenix because I think the rest of the role players are going to just come with him because that's the difference between role players and superstars. Superstars carry you on the road and your role players carry the superstar at home. So I think that's how it is. That's how it's going to be. So I think Milwaukee is going to win game three. See, if I'm Phoenix, I'm letting Giannis get here. Shit, y'all been letting him get his. That's what I'm saying. What I'm, I'm not letting the role players get no rhythm. Nothing. No Forbes. None of this Middleton shit. None of this Drew shit. None of this uh Lopez, Bobby Portis. Nothing. You get nothing. Oh, y'all, if you want to get 50, go ahead. But none of these other niggas ain't going to get no rhythm. Of course, you, once you let the role players get hot, that's when you lose. He let that Forbes shit make seven threes one game. Huh. Huh. I think Giannis had 14 to 15 points that game. Uh-huh. He had to do nothing. Yeah. You let the shit, you let the shit get off. Don't let the shit get off. The that, shit I, I, listen, I knew the Bucks was in trouble on Thursday when fucking Drew Holiday had like seven to eight shooting attempts in the first quarter. Oh, this nigga being aggressive. But he was like three for eight. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. But he don't know that the ball ain't going in the basket. He might need to stop shooting the ball. Nope, he kept shooting. <laughs> kept shooting because he kept somebody kept kept telling him, "Hey, you gotta be aggressive. Be aggressive." Yeah, you could be aggressive, but when you ain't making no shots, that aggressive just look like bad basketball. Yes, it does. Does that look like you don't have the awareness to know? Okay, yeah. I don't have it. Let me go ahead and get somebody else involved and try to do something else to help us win the game. That's like days when I'm at the gym, and I and I know I'm an exceptional shooter. I'm, that's one of my fortes. Huh. And if I, if my shot not falling that day, I got to do some other shit to get off. They, they help the team. If I got to go rebound, I got to go play defense. I got to but, assist the ball. I got to do something else to get the team going. You see how you see how your game, like how you change over the years. Because I remember when I used to be shooting. If I missed, only way you thought about getting out of that slump is to keep shooting the ball. Yes, that's the old way of thinking. Like I got to keep shooting. Only way I'm gonna get out of this slump is for me to keep shooting. Oh, you gonna shoot your team out this game? That, hey, that comes with the territory. <laughs> okay, I gotta Habashi. be able to. I gotta be able to do that. If I can't, if if, if not, I'm saying not if if you if you the number one player on your team, you got to do that. Yeah. But if you like, I'm playing. You playing a pickup game. You got three or four other scores on your team. Yeah, you can take that. But if you playing, and you the number one score on your team. What what you supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. You got no choice. I, I got to keep shooting the ball. Um, I have a confession to make. Oh, you stole some more money? Huh. No, man. Hey, you know, I'm super nervous when I do the show. When, I, when I'm logging on to do the show. I don't know. I always have a drink. Like, a drink while I'm, drink? While, while I'm doing the show with you. Yes. I'm not like you. You don't hear me gulping and slurping like you on the corner somewhere or something. You don't hear me doing this. Huh. But, yes, I, I have. I, I make myself... <laughs> I make myself a little cocktail every every show, and I have it sitting next to me. Yes. Oh yeah, but yeah. why though? Like we all we always said that the podcast was supposed to be us just having a conversation, like we would have on the phone. So that's how I just feel like we on the phone talking, and at the end of the, at the end when we finish, you say some shit, and I say bye, and then a couple of days later you send me the podcast and I listen. So that's about it. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm always nervous though recording because hell, we're recording. I mean, it, yeah, it does sound like we're on the phone talking, but we talk every day, and it's like people don't. I you know, let me, listeners, we have better conversations when we're not recording. Okay, so that's why more loose. Okay, but no, you know man. the only time only time I've ever been nervous doing something. What's when I play ball with like not when I play ball with you or I play at when I play at Pepper and shit like that. Uh-huh. Or when we used to play at MLK, not uh-huh. like that. But when I used to play ball with Chris out in Broward, for some reason I used to be like I literally had butterflies in my stomach. Why? Well they that good? I have no idea. It's not even that they were good. It's just I didn't want to be bad. You know what I mean? Like you don't know these people, so you like, Damn, I don't know these niggas. I don't even think I'm trash. So you got you kind of got the the butterflies working. I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm like, ah, oh. I, I, I was just nauseous. I used to be every time I played out out there. I used to be nervous every time. But when I play anywhere else, I'm playing basketball. I, I ain't worried about it. But when I played out there for some reason, uh-huh. I used to be nervous the only time. Mm. Do you, uh, right now, I think if I go back, let's just say just 10 years, right now, me being 39, I think if I play my 29-year-old self, I will beat the shit out of myself back then. Oh, you sure about that? I'm positive. I that's, I guess that's, I don't know if that's just me being confident because I felt like I was still, of course, I was young, uh, but I was younger and you I felt like smart. I didn't really understand and grasp the concept of of the game fully. Even at 29, almost 30, shit, I still didn't really grasp it fully as far as being tenacious on defense because I am an exceptional defender now as I've gotten older. I don't know oh, if yeah. that I, I don't – and people, they, they even told me this the other day. They was like, damn, boy, you you really play defense. Like, you like a little decoy out here. I'm like – and I didn't even think about it. I was like, wait, what? I mean, let me tell you something. I don't block shots. Yeah, you got to stay in front of people, though. And and it's like, it's just the way that I am, the way I position my body, because I know I'm older, so I anticipate where you're going to go with the ball, and I already Before you go on, you know you used to be a little hacking shack, right? Oh, no, 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 not anymore. I don't do that. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying, you know you were one of those football niggas playing basketball. I just didn't want to let you know. Well, you crazy as fuck. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be one of them niggas. Don't do that. Listen, I would need you to ask other people who played basketball with you back then. I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you motherfuckers who washed up to come see me right now. I ain't talking about right now. I'm talking about back then. Did you know you were a little hacking shack? Because I was lazy. Because like I said, I was lazy back then. Listen, and offensive rebounds? Jesus. Please be with them. Well, you the bull in the title shop, boy? Nah, see, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. I guess I got revisionist history. I don't know what you're yeah, talking that's, about. That's, that's what you got. But the boy, they used to be like, God damn, boy, that boy gonna run through a nigga for offensive rebound. Yeah, he is. <laughs> bull in the title shop. They call, that's what they just call you, boy. Nah, y'all, y'all don't want to see me now. Y'all watch. <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to see it. I ain't touched basketball in about three years. Trash. All right, last topic of the day. This has been trending for like the past week now. This uh, Rachel Nichols versus Maria Taylor saga going on at ESPN. Maria Taylor is a young 
black woman who's ascending in the company and who is currently uh, the voice of Countdown, correct me, Countdown, yeah. correct? NBA Countdown, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Rachel Nichols is a white woman who, uh, excuse me? A white woman. Oh. White woman. Okay. She is a white woman who, uh, who has a number of jobs or gigs at the company. I think most, most notable, she does the jump. <clears throat> Maybe she does a little bit of countdown like how she used to or something. She does sideline side reporting. Um, but it recently came out, someone leaked an audio, audio recording of her saying, you know, not really disparaging things against Maria Taylor, but more to the effect that ESPN might be uh, elevating Maria Taylor a little more than they should just because the simple fact because she's black and you know, Rachel Nichols took exception to that because Maria Taylor is, you know, entering a little bit in, into her territory as far as commentating and uh, having, having hosting shows and, and things of that nature. So Rachel Nichols is a little, you know, she's a little, you know, territorial about the things that she, quote unquote, she feels like she worked for in her life. Uh, Rachel Nichols, um, Maria Taylor has two things going against her. She is black and she is a woman. So, yes, Maria Taylor has to work a little bit harder then you would have to work by you just being a woman because at the end of the day you are still white. So yeah, you you come from a little privilege. So I did some research on Rachel Nichols. JB, I, I know you do a lot more research than I do because you know I'm out here fighting COVID and everything. So do you know who Rachel Nichols' mother-in-law is? Yeah, she's somebody important for ABC. I can't think of her name right now. Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer. Yeah, I just Diane Sawyer is Rachel Nichols' mother-in-law, which means Rachel Nichols is married to Diane Sawyer's son or daughter. Whoa, that's a dark. I'm just saying, we don't really know if it's a woman she's married. But I think it's safe to say that it's her son. Okay, Okay. I'm just covering both. She's married to Diane Sawyer's son, so. Like you say, Diane Sawyer, you know, has say in ABC. Absolutely, she does because she's been there for eons, and she's been the face of of that of the ABC for eons. So, Rachel Nichols, about all this hard work that you had to climb up at ESPN and and and, and you had to do, I don't want to hear that. Okay, Maria Taylor. Okay, uh, I'm not looking at. To be honest with you, I'm not looking at Countdown for Maria Taylor's insight. But I'm not turned off by it either. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm indifferent on that. But I'm also for like, yeah, you feel like she's getting a little boost because she's black? It's about time we get a little boost just because the color of our skin. Because white people have been doing it for all these years anyway. So, let her go ahead. Let her get her shine. Let her make her money. Because, yeah, we deserve that. And now white people feeling some type of way because we're actually getting something for the color of our skin, even though it's like affirmative action. 
So what? Y'all been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. What's what's the what's the difference now? See, I, I got two things. I'm gonna do this one thing first, and I got a question for you after this. Okay. So now just playing the other side. I think Rachel Nichols was saying she got no ill will toward Maria Taylor. But she also was saying, y'all trying to give us something because y'all know y'all been treating black people and minority people so bad for so many years, excuse me, for so many years, and now you want to take something away from me that's in her contract that she's, so you signed the contract, I mean, you're obligated for that. You signed the contract saying that she was supposed to do uh, in, I guess, the countdown, or maybe it's final countdown, I don't know which one in particular it is, but in her contract, she's supposed to do countdown. Mm-hmm. So that's any one of us, black, green, purple, yellow, no matter what color you are. If somebody's telling you you're you're signing a contract to do this and this, and you take those one of those things away because you just say, hey, yeah, you know, we don't have much diversity within the company. Yes, it's been a company for over 30 years. So now all of a sudden you want to start, oh, let's put some more diversity in the company. That's something you should have been did. You know, you could have had Maria Teller hosting uh, some kind of college football show because she do college football. Mm-hmm. You could have had her doing that and then you could have had Rachel Dickens still doing NBA. They went about it the wrong way. You put two, you put two employees in a bad spot. The employer should have been the one addressing it. Mm. Rachel Dickens to me, Rachel Dickens did nothing that not not neither one of us wouldn't have done. Just like if a, if a black man come in right now, you still black and Jackson hire another black dude to you know same salary, everything, same position, just as you, and give him the same responsibility as you. You ain't feeling a certain way. You've been there. You've been through the grind. You had to crawl out the gutter. And this nigga walk off the street and they like, yeah, we're going to put him in because, you know, ain't enough diversity in Jackson. So we're just going to put him in. That's, 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 that's okay with you? Because me personally, I'm not okay with that. Like I told you, what, that last week I told you? Mm-hmm. I started the job I'm at now at $10. I don't give a flying fuck if a nigga come in there black like me and he making 17 Because you know what? Nigga, I had to go through the mud the mud to get that. Oh, it's supposed to be okay for you to be able to get it because some fucking ducks dummies decided to vote for minimum wage to go up to $15. So now you're supposed to be making this amount because of what? Not because you earned it, because some law passed and you get it. That's a gift to you. I had to earn. Every dollar I got, I had to earn it. So why should I feel okay with a motherfucker walking through the door making the money off the street that I had to go years to make? Mm-hmm. That's just being honest. A lot of people go. You ask anybody at any job, how the fuck that make them feel? You've been working at Target all these years. You just got the thirteen dollars and bitch walk through the door. They make it fifteen. Mm. How you done been unloading trucks and restocking? And anybody who listens to this podcast gonna be able to relate. Yep. So we mad at Rachel Nichols for feeling the same way that we feel. Hey man, I don't got no. She said I don't have a problem with y'all giving her sh- whatever y'all gonna give her, but don't take away from me to give it to her. What's wrong with that? It's because she, it's a white woman saying that we feel a certain way. Hmm. 
Let's not let's not don't look at her as a white woman. Just look at her as another woman. Mm-hmm. Feeling the same way we all would have felt if a motherfucker came in and took half our cookie. Hey, hey, what what the fuck going on here? This no 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 no. What what's going on here? That's how I feel. I'm racing niggas. I'm feeling the same fucking way. Mm-hmm. And Maria Taylor, I got no beef with her. But I don't think you should be, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And that's what you're doing. You're taking something from Rachel Nichols to give it to Maria Taylor. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. I don't I don't feel like that's a controversy right there. I'm trying to figure out why this is a big story. She ain't doing nothing that the big story should be why LeBron James uh advisor was saying he's tired of Me Too and the Black Lives Matter movement. That should be the story. That's the story that nobody's talking about. Because mm. this other shit, that's not a story. That's what all us, how all us would feel. How many times you done heard about somebody who's doing a, a manager job or a supervisor job, right? Mm-hmm. And when that position comes up, they get skipped for the position. But when the person they hire come in, that person is training the person they hire. How many mm. times have you heard that happen? Plenty of times. Seen time. that happen. Plenty of times. Exactly. But we don't get mad. We we do get mad then. But we mad at each niggas for feeling the same way we feel. All you gotta do is translate that shit into a regular day, a regular life. How would you feel if that was you? If you was Rachel Nichols and another person called Maria Teller, how would you feel? Mm. You would feel a certain way. You've been in basketball. How long has Rachel Nichols been in basketball? And again, I don't know how long she's been in basketball. I don't even know how long she's been married to Diane Sawyer's son or daughter. I don't know. All I know is she's been in basketball a long time. And I would be I would be irresponsible to say. She got that position because who she's married to. That's not fair. It didn't hurt either, though. It hey, again, might not have hurt, but a lot of things don't hurt. Let me ask you a question. You don't have to answer it, but you, you, know, I'm, I'm, no, you know what? Change that. I'm going to put myself in this position. You remember, you know how I got the job at Southern? Because of nepotism, which is uh, Corey. That's right. I, I got that job because of one of my best friend's brother at the time. Mm-hmm. And I got the job and I had to, when I got the job, I made a name for myself. He didn't carry me while I was there. Nepotism can get you somewhere. Don't necessarily mean you become who you become because of nepotism. Mm-hmm. Like she, sort of could have absolutely helped her get in at ABC. And then Rachel Nichols could took it to where she's taken it so far. Mm-hmm. Like I think everything that happens, we are we so quick to throw race into it, and we want to say, "Oh, white this and white that." We never look at, at the situation and say, "It's not always a white person just doing this." It's just, hey, she was able to do this, and she made the most of it. Mm-hmm. Shit, how many people you know? You know how how you think Bobby D got the job at Southern? Jay got the job at Southern. All of them stayed two blocks from me. Your brother? My brother? Exactly. All of Jeff. The whole Remember sub Jeff? was there. The whole brown yep. sub was at Southern. Exactly. Jeff was there at a certain point in time. Yep. How all of them? This we all use nepotism in our favors when we can. And when other people use it, 
No, look at nepotism. We've all done it. If and that's and that's power that you hold within your position that whatever you do, that you can have the kind of power where you can go to somebody and say, hey, I want to bring this person on. You can yes. do it right now. You have the power right now at your job. Yes, I have the power. I, I, yes. I have the power at my job to do such things. So we oh, but we mad because white people been doing it. It's time for us to catch up. Okay. <laughs> what but what's what we really mad about though? What we mad about? Remember when we had to talk about Jamie Foxx and his show? Terrible. Yes. And look what happened. Cancel. Cancel. All those people got to start from scratch again. But you see? not necessarily scratch. Their name are out there. Their name is out there now. Yeah. And it's also out there with something that got canceled after one season that we universally said was terrible. <laughs> yes, it was hard. So, it was very so, hard. Yeah. So, like, how does that, how does that help? Like it only nepotism only works when it helps you get a gain on everybody else. Uh-huh. That's only where nepotism works. Like he had an all black, I think, writers and directors. That's cool. That's nepotism, right? Yeah. You put no you 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 decided there's gonna be no white people in this thing we got going on. Okay, cool. But that shit flopped. Now what? Terrible. I'm just saying, like my dog OJ. I'm just saying. Take care. Until yeah. next week, JB. Hey, wait. I have one question, man. Again? You still talking? Yeah. No, no. I, I had a question about I'm, I'm uh, currently watching uh, Captain America Civil War. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out why did they start fighting against each other? Because it's a civil war. They were they were they were uh against each other because one side wanted to sign the accords and the other side didn't because of the events that happened in um God, in Age of Ultron because of the events that happened in Age of Ultron when they they, they wrecked the city yeah and yeah that that's that's the reason because uh governments around the around the world felt like the Avengers didn't have um, any jurisdiction, or they didn't have any. Uh, what word am I looking for? They just didn't. They didn't have anybody governing them, on whenever yeah. they needed them. So they yeah. just felt like they can go into any country and do whatever they needed to do, just because they felt it was right. So now, yeah. when, when you sign the accords, it's like, oh, okay, if this particular government needed your help, and then they would go ahead and they were okay for you to come in there and you know, and help them out whenever needed. Be- and yeah. that's the reason, because half of them agreed with it, and half of them didn't. So, it kind of came to head um, between Age of Ultron and Winter Soldier, that's that's when, you know, things were, things were happening, and then, you know, that the accord, because on Captain America's side, he felt like no one should, no one should have control over us. And I think that might come from PTSD from him because of what happened when he was in the when he was serving. Because Hydra was in that and he 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 didn't trust the government like that. And then you have on Iron Man's side, he actually actually witnessed innocent people dying and it kind of was messing with him. And he felt like, you know what, we do need somebody governing governing us because we need to be checked. 
We need you need checks and balances. That's why in the U.S. government, a law just can't be passed just because you feel like passing it. It has to go through the branches of government, be it executive, being it, you know, just different branches of the government. You have to go through all of these things. And th- and I think that's what that that's what uh the civil war is happening. And civil yeah. war meaning in amongst yourself, there's a little civil war. It's yeah. not a world war, it's just a civil war amongst whatever it is, and that's what's going on with them. Yeah. Cause I was trying to figure it out. I was watching uh Black Widow yesterday. Uh-huh. And you know, it's it's a prequel. So I was trying to figure out at what exact part did they start the prequel. If I'm not mistaken, I think they started it after Civil War and before Infinity War. Because I know that they somebody mentioned that that her, that Black Widow and Captain America was on the run. She was on the run because she had assaulted the King of of, uh, Wakanda. She didn't assault the King of... She did? That's what they said on the movie. And so I was like, damn, when did that happen? And and I'm watching Civil War... And yeah. I'm like, ah, that's when it happened. But oh, so like, oh. oh, the king of Wakanda. She means T'Challa. Yeah, not the daddy, because the daddy did. The daddy okay? did. Yeah. yeah. So okay, she she mean actual T'Challa, yeah. the Black Panther. Okay, yeah, I Black Panther. You. So I was I like, oh, so that's when she went on the run, right? With that, I guess that's when her her prequel, like, yeah, supposedly had started, was right yeah. there when her and Captain America was on. Cause she, cause she kept saying, "Oh, we're not on the best terms right now." Yeah. So that was right around that part right there. I guess like after you said after uh, Age of Ultron, in between Civil War. Yeah. That's, that's when they uh, her movie was supposed to be. Yes. In, in present time. Yes. Cause she is uh, FYI spoiler alert. She is actually dead. She died in Endgame. Yeah, there's no spoiler. You ain't seen about not dead shit. Don't break. It. Okay, goodbye, buddy. Next week. Huh. Is the thing still on? God. This nigga never let me talk. Shit.